millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to the Harrison Boone Podcast. We are live, sitting here with Ben Hansaker. That's correct, man. Good pronunciation there. Happy Thursday. Thank you very much for having me on. Congratulations on everything you've achieved. I'm very proud of you. Thank you for being here. Uh, And likewise, um, one of the reasons I wanted to get you on, Ben, is because you are very, very well known in the eastern suburbs as a, not only a personal trainer, but also like, uh, I don't want to say fitness influencer. You really come across as more of a mindset coach. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I feel like a lot of the stuff that I see on social media uh, that you post um, for your for your clients' benefits, but also like the the broader audience's benefit is a lot on mindset, attacking the day. Yeah, um, I hear the word delicious from you yeah. four hundred times a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everything's very positive. Yes, and very much structured around um, overcoming things that you probably otherwise wouldn't have thought were possible. Right, that's exactly right. Um, I believe like mindset's everything. Uh, you spend 24 hours a day in your head. You want to make sure it's a beautiful place to live. And for me to push out the positive vibes and influence is just my ripple effect and my way of giving back. You know, if you lift others up, you lift yourself up. I'm not always going to feel positive every day, but I will still say happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy Saturday. Happy Sunday, happy Monday, happy Tuesday, and happy Wednesday. Happy any day that ends in day. That's it, correct. You got me. Yeah. Uh, And so what, like the the days that you don't feel motivated, the days, like we all have them, right? Yes, 100%. What what is the driving factor that gets you through those days? There's a couple of things, right? It may sound a bit aggressive, but I always say like, fuck your feelings. Like, I'm not going to feel... positive every day yeah but what what with that is um of the adage like things have to get done energy and motion i'm gonna not gonna sit there and feel sorry for myself when i'm not feeling my best i accept there's bad days character building days and they're the days that actually make you feel um you know challenged 
you can get the, the negative stuff creeping in. But the only way you overcome all that is staying true to your schedule, those positive habits, and just getting shit done, getting yourself moving um, and taking action. Right, so the, the question is basically that on the days that you're not feeling motivated, are you more focusing on the fact that you have a schedule and then you have to go and achieve those things? Yes. And the mindset kind of follows? Yes, that's right. Like my day is packed out from the, the moment I get up to the moment I go to sleep. Pretty much every hour is accounted for. So I have like a little black book. I plan my day. It says wake up 4.30, make my bed, post a positive thing to social media, write my gratitude list. You actually schedule that in? Like yeah. Social media yeah just just cr- cross it off. I write whatever I'm feeling that day. Um, you know, so on, it's honest as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like a true reflection how of I'm, your mindset in that moment. In that moment. Yeah. Um, and then get up to the gratitude list, like who am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? What will make today great? So I set the intention. So wow, okay. yeah, you start the day with the grateful heart. You start um, appreciating things you've got. You're going to get more of them rather than things you don't have. Then from there, use the Calm app and I meditate 10 minutes. It's guided meditation. Easy as that. Then go to the, the shower. Starts off as warm. In the shower, I drink a liter and a half of water. Yeah, that's a liter and a half every single morning. Is that separate to the shower water? You're not drinking water? <laughs> no, I'm not drinking the shower water. That is... I thought like you were take, just really I take it. water now. No, no, no. I'm not that much of a hero. <laughs> I take in, take in uh, a liter and a half of alkaline water. I smack that down in the shower. Then as the shower is finishing, bang it all the way to cold, two minute cold shower. Jump There's up and- There's a lot of research on yeah. hot and cold proteins when it comes to like ice baths and then saunas. Yeah. So are you trying to, are you trying to maximize some of those effects? Definitely. But um. With the, with the cold shower, right? You're doing, you're bracing something that sucks. You're doing something that's hard. You're doing something that's uncomfortable. It's going to wake you up to secrete circulation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Secretes dopamine. Feel like buzzed up. It's like having a shot of coffee. Um, my shot of coffee doesn't usually send my testicles up into my stomach. Yeah. Cold shower kind of does. You know what I mean? The cold showers are improved to increase size of erections and how long they last for at night so yeah so that's that's the science that's all you need to know <laughs> um yeah no it's um it's a, it's a problem though if it gets any bigger yeah um, so after the after the cold shower you so you've done your, you, you you wake up you've done your social media posts you made my bed you, make your bed you've done yeah. your gratitude list yeah then you jump in for a hot and cold shower yeah what's after that um, I play something positive. So I go to my phone, look up YouTube. There's like Mulligan Brothers, Law of Attraction, all these things are like about a 10 minute. So you believe in the Law of Attraction? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, 100%. So Law of Attraction, it's either got Goggins, you know, Jocko, Greg Plitt, whoever, Ofri, like playing through the headphones, pumped up, listening to something positive. Sets my mindset, sets my attention for what the day. What time of the morning would it be now? If you're That's about 5.15. 5.15. So you've already been up for what, like half an hour? At this That's point? right, yeah. So you get up at 4.30? 4.30. Every morning? Every morning. 
Okay. And I've got I've got my beautiful partner Gabby um, sleeping next to me. I always roll over, say I love you. I'm grateful for you. I appreciate you. I'd actually do the same thing. Yeah. 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 Gina's like, leave me alone. Because <laughs> uh, I've been getting up. I've been getting up at five a.m. to go and do a five k run. Oh, that's amazing. Everything is sore. Yeah. Like uh, I've started a completely new type of training where. Mm. I'm now doing boxing every yeah. morning. So I'll get up at 5 a.m. Um, I'm not saying anything positive at 5 a.m. Okay. Um, in fact, I'm, I have a very, very hard discussion with myself yeah. at 5 a.m. Yeah. to put my running shoes on and yeah. then go do a 5K run when my body feels like it's been hit by a truck. Yes. Right. And um, you know, as after the alarm goes off, I sort of like get up and I'm like, if I don't do this, I'm bitching it and I refuse yeah. to do that, right? Like, I just think, get up, you weak piece of shit. Like, mm. get out the fucking door. Like, I yeah. actually um, should probably turn that into a more of a positive conversation, but I'm quite hard on myself. Okay. Right? So I'm like, get up, don't fucking pussy this. Like, mm. you know, you, like you, your opponent's probably already done up and they've gotten up and done 10 case. Yeah. You got to outwork him. Yeah, that, that's that's um, a good way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah, so then uh, so then the alarm goes off, I roll over, I give Gina a kiss on the cheek, tell her that I love her, tell her, you know, how grateful I am for her. So I, I kinda do that as well. Mm. And then um I stare at the running shoes and I'm like, You fucking put these things on and you get out the door. Like, yeah. Stop thinking about it. This is, in fact I read this um I can't I, sorry, I don't know if I read it or if I heard it, but um it was a mindset shift and that is that instead of trying to talk yourself into it, you just say to yourself, this is what we do now. Yeah. And rather than I have to go for a run, I get to go for a run. You've got two fucking... Being grateful for the opportunity. Well, you've got two legs, right? Correct. So, yeah, so, that's such a powerful way. Like, it, yeah. if, you, if you look at the fact you've got running shoes, it's safe to run on your street. Like, mm-hmm. some streets can't even run on. You've got um, an able body to run. Yeah. You've got an opportunity yeah. where you can run, you can move your body. Um, you, once you start saying, I get to rather than I have to, it's just the whole mindset shift. Wow, okay, yeah, that's very true. That's mm. very true, and I haven't looked at it that way, and that is, that, yeah, there is so much to be grateful for. Oh, 100%. Maybe I should start with a gratitude list as well. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Get up and say thank you for all the things yeah. that I do have, and then go and do my morning exercise. But you gotta also understand, if you're running 5K every day, and you're training every day, the, the rule of thirds applies. So a third of the time, you're going to feel good, going to feel outstanding, going to want to train. The other third of the time, I'm going to feel okay. It's average, bit niggly, bit sore. The other third of the time, I'm going to feel like shit. Fucking hurting, every niggle, every bit of head noise, everything is telling you not to go for the run. But you accept those three different thirds or phases, and then when you don't feel like doing it, that's when you show up with your best self. So if you go, hang on a minute, this is just part of the journey and tomorrow will be better, then you've got a better chance of doing it. The human mind and the human body are a funny thing because through adversity, human beings tend to thrive. That's the only way we're shown to ourselves. Yeah, but the, the thing is naturally people are inclined to resist yeah, comfort. adversity. We seek out comfort. Mm. It's such a strange dichotomy between yeah. the fact of what's good for us mm. as opposed to what we enjoy. Comfort is a fucking drug. It's yeah. Just, it's, yeah. 
But we've got a beautiful opportunity to introduce controlled stress. We're adversity where it's like, okay, we've got a really shitty hard thing we've got to overcome in our morning routine or training in the gym. Like the only way muscle grows is being broken down. Yes. Like broken down, yes. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Torn apart, yeah. destroyed, and then it repairs itself. Humans... Yeah, stronger, right? Yeah. Humans the only way we grow. Unfortunately, we've got to get fucking beaten down by life, torn apart. Then we come back by rebuilding ourselves stronger. That's such a good way of thinking because if if you weren't stuffed into the like plants need to be stuffed into the soil under all the leaf litter and shit that's piled on top of them we only grow with dirt thrown on us yes so when people yes. talk shit about you throw mud at you yes they're gonna like yeah but uh, uh, the only way a plant can grow that's it. is if it's shoved into the fucking yeah. ground yeah. All the leaf litter and dog shit and all that stuff yeah. on top of it. And then out of that comes a big red oak. Yeah. Right? It grows so much stronger yeah. than the shit it was planted in. Yeah. And I feel like in life, the more adversity you throw at a person, it either completely destroys them or yeah. they come out of it. Like you know, 10x stronger. Yeah. yeah. And I look back on the things that I've been through in life and every single time I've come out the other side of it, a stronger person. Yeah. Yeah, and, and with a greater appreciation for things that I do have. Oh, yeah, and like you look at any successful person, they've had like fucking adversity thrown out left, right and centre. Whatever it may be, they've gone through the, the you know, the, the fire of life. They've gone through the adversity, gone through the challenges, really had life test them, break them down, and they've had no option but to come back a stronger version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So like when people are throwing mud, you know, the mud you can use as fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's a good way of thinking. So, yeah, and they get mad also. People get mad when they throw mud and dirt on your name and mud on you, and then you grow roses because you can't yet keep throwing it, keep throwing it, keep throwing it. I actually thrive now on um, I, I used to I used to cringe a little bit at negative comments written about me mm. on negative press. Yeah. And now I thrive on it because I'm like, well, you're still speaking my name. Yeah. Right. Like you're I'm, making me relevant now. Even, yeah. even like, even if you're calling me a narcissist, I don't really give a shit. Like, no, you're renting space on, in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on your mind. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm controlling that space. Mm. So I think, um, I think even negative people throwing negative things at you still oh, yeah. shows how much power you have over that person. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And if harnessed correctly, that's just feel for you. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like you and I sit at polar opposites of that spectrum where you're in the space of putting positivity in people's minds. And unfortunately, on the back of the edit I got from the TV show that I was on, I'm, yeah. I'm renting negative space in people's heads, right? So I think I think in time, mm. like my true colours will shine through and people will slowly push, you know, I'll, I'll slowly start invading a, a, yeah. different, a different space, I, mm. I suppose. But... For the time being, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting in that controversy and just kind of owning your no. brand for a little while, right? No, that's a, the, what's the great quote you shared with me? Uh, the great, the, 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 it's the best quote I think I've ever heard. It was Martin Luther King. And that's I right. I butchered a quote, but um, the, the quote was along the lines of, the, a me- the measure of a man isn't how he stands in times of comfort and ease, it's how he stands in times of controversy. Exactly. It's one of I love that quote. I love yeah. that quote. And it is, it is. I, I've measured myself 
on how I've managed to overcome all of the shit that's been thrown at me over the last six months. Mm. And for me to still be sitting here kind of unaffected by it. Yeah. And willing to push forward. Yeah. And just get on with life and, and try and bring positive change. Mm. I think speaks volumes to my internal strength. Yeah, you should be very proud of yourself and you know who you are. So like, kudos. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of who I am as a person. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of people that would, like not a lot of people have gone through what I've gone through and come out the other side of it. You know where I am mm. now. Yeah. In, in mentally and, and all yeah, you're in a good I'm, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's five thirty in the morning. I'll take you back to your morning mm. routine. It's five thirty in the morning. Yes. Um, you've had your hot and cold shower. You've done your gratitude list. Yes. Is it time to go out and meet clients? Yeah, I start. I start at six. So you start at six a.m. Yeah. Okay. And what's at six a.m.? Is that the Merv classes that you do? No, nah, it's the PT. So PT clients at um, the gym I train at Beach Fit. So that's um, Monday to Thursday and then Saturday. The Murph clients, actually, I have to get up. The Murph is the free workout I do on Bondi Beach Gym, a free community workout. So I have Monday. to get up at 4 a.m. for that one because it starts at 5, 5.15. So anyone can come down to Bondi Beach? It's free, yeah. train with you? Yeah. It's my way of giving back to the community. I've seen the profound impact that exercise, community, and connection has had on others and I know it can save lives and I know it can get people out of their heads into a positive space. That's the one thing we seek as human is connection, right? And then people with the same values Mm. and the same like uplifted spirit and you're in a positive circle of people. That's a powerful space. I think you've attracted a, a certain tribe because of who you are and your positive mental message i think i think actually think you've attracted that and, and people are drawn to you naturally because they they see you achieving they see you so grateful for life and what you have and they see the messages that you share and people want to to be around that mm. so i uh, i think we are naturally social animals as human beings yeah but i think there's no denying what you've achieved in that space and the people that you have like die hard you know, fans and, and yeah, yeah, okay. friends, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and, and we're mates because during COVID, all of the gyms were closed. That's right. right. It's, the, it's the dumbest thing mm. I've ever seen was that they were closing fitness centers <laughs> yeah. during a pandemic. Yeah. But um, you know, the, the politics on that aside, I think um, I think it was quite fortuitous that I was training down in Bondi at the. At the beach bars there yeah. because it was the only way to actually you know lift any even if it was just your own body weight right? yeah, it was yeah. the only way to actually train and then you know you and I was talking I, I didn't actually um, I didn't actually know you from a bar of soap and then yeah. you were just like the most interesting character yeah I just, I just like we're in the middle of a pandemic um, everyone's fucking miserable and then here you are like this gorgeous guy rocking up with this huge smile every day and these huge guns yeah. who's just run like fucking 400 kilometers that morning yeah <laughs> rocking up like with these viper speed yeah, yeah. on this huge Korean like, yeah. pumping house music yeah that's and, then, right. <laughs> and I was just like who's this guy yeah and then um and then yeah we, we started talking and I was like man this is like probably the nicest most down to earth guy I've ever met and it was such a contrast to who I thought you would be. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, ever since then, I've just thought, man, if I ever did something like this, I'd love to have you in 
just to hear how you... There, there were days where I know you got beasted the day before yeah. by clients or you've done a, a marathon. I remember there was one day um, you'd done a swim, a massive swim in Bondi. I think it was out like the Iceberg Swim or something. And then yeah. you, you'd done like 100 laps of the Bondi, like the, the boulevard. Yeah. And, um, I remember seeing it on Instagram. And then the next morning you were down at, um, I, I saw on your Instagram, you're down at uh, the Bondi doing the Murph classes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is powering him? Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, there's a nuclear reactor in your stomach. <laughs> because no normal person does that shit. Nah. It's like it's you you honestly struck me as like um like the Australian version of say David Goggins if he had a really good sense of humor and then dressed like he was wearing all of the fluoro from an op shop that he yeah. could find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the uh, fashion statements I was making yeah, during uh, lockdown. And then I had the, the goatee and the mullet. Stage. Yeah. <laughs> the look was, was pretty iconic. But yeah, it just it, it just got me interested. And I think, I think you do that with a lot of people because you are quite polarizing, but then so positive and so electric to be around. That, yeah, I think I think that's why you've been credited with all of the people that seem to be drawn to you and, and follow what you're doing and, and um, really soak up those daily positive messages. Oh, thank you, bro. Yeah. It means a lot. I really no, appreciate no, it's, that. It's, man, it's just an observation. So you do these you do these Murph classes at four AM, which are free for anyone listening. Yeah, that's that right. To come down and join the classes. Yes, and then um, and then you take your PT clients at Beach Fit. Yes. Okay, and then how, how many hours a day would you roughly work normally? Uh, 10 hours a day, so... Wow. Yeah, I'm up at... I'll probably have my last client at 7 or 8. So you're doing... You're up at 6. You start at 6. You're up at 5.30. Yeah. You work until roughly 7 at 9. Yeah. So... It's probably a full 12, 14 hour day. Yeah, I have to because I'm booked out with my clients, so they're one hour sessions. Then in the middle of the day, I'll train again. To swim, sauna, eat, have a nap, uh, and then I work on my website, I project stuff, um, and then I push all the way through to seven or eight. Then I'm usually in bed by eight thirty, yeah. nine o'clock. Like I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does Gabrielle's your girlfriend? Yes. Does she hit you with a massage gun? No, but no. that's a stellar idea. I've got one at home. Um, you get sore. I, I, I get sore, but it's not like... Um, You're so used to that high intensity now. Yeah, like it's just who I am. Yeah. Like yeah. the niggles and stuff. Like people go, mate, you walk with a bit of a limp. It's like, <laughs> it's just kind of how I like, walk up there. It's just the way it hangs. Yeah. Um, I, because, uh, because I've been doing this, um, this new training, um, so it's one thing to be able to bench 120 kilos for eight reps. Yep. It's another thing to hold your hands up for 40 minutes in a boxing class, throwing yeah. punches. Right? Yeah. Totally different. Yep. And I realized very quickly that um I realized very quickly that all of the training that I've been doing up to now to put size on yeah. and, and, and have a uh, what I would consider like a, an aesthetic physique. Yeah. That means absolute absolutely jack shit in a boxing ring. That's exactly like, right. It's actually it's actually a detriment. Like, it is I have detriment. To undo that training now. Yeah. So my routine has been 5 a.m. the alarm goes off. Yeah. Um, I've got a five kilometer run to go and do. So I've, I've um, dropped down to Maruba Beach. Slow or you run in the sand? No, it's, look, it's, it's, it's road work. They want me doing road work. They want me on the, like running 
Yeah. Uh, hard 5K. So run down the river beach, look at the water, run home. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty tough job. Like yeah. it's, I'm a hundred kilos at the moment. Yeah. So moving that way for five kilometers. I've takes been there before. Yeah. Um, well, again, like I've been putting, I've been training for size. Mm. I haven't been training for, you know, to be light and quick. Yeah. So now I'm, my body is shifting into cardiovascular fitness rather than, um, I would say muscle atrophy fitness. Yeah, yeah, you've got the two systems, aerobic and anaerobic. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, up at five, do the 5K, then I work an eight hour day, something yeah. like nine, 10 hours, depending on what the job is, nice. construction site. And then, then I leave work, come home, have a shower, usually a quick bite to eat, and then I'm going to the boxing gym for a two hour one on one boxing training Shit. with my coach. Yeah. Right? And, I've got to tell you, when I get home, so mm. I finish usually about 7.30, like training starts at 5, 5.30, get home about 7.30, 8 o'clock. When I get home, um, I, because I'm new to the training, mm. when I get home, I feel like I've been hit by a car. Yeah, like it's a big day, man. is yeah. sore. Everything's yeah. sore. And the other night I got home, and um, Gina and I, over the weekend, we've been to JB Hi-Fi to get uh, stuff. To, you know, even for this podcast mm. and then other things that we were we were there for, and um, there's a massage going on sale. Mm. Um, we we ended up getting it. And the other night I came home and I said, "Get the gun." <laughs> she, she's like, "What do you mean?" She, she thought I wanted her to shoot me. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, no, no. That's a, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she just sat there for about twenty minutes, just pushing this massage gun into every spot on my body to try and just get blood flow into these, like I was in absolute agony, but mm. the next day, the massage gun, mm. like it actually didn't feel too bad, as opposed to the days before. Yeah, it so worked. Do work. Yeah, it definitely. Work. I think if nothing else, just to loosen up the muscle and get that blood flow through. And how, how, much, how many hours a night are you sleeping? Oh, I get a good, I would say six to eight hours, depending on okay. what time I go to bed. So, yeah. Sometimes if I'm up, if I'm up till like 10.30, just because my body clock is sitting there, mm. and then I'm up at five, and I've got six and a half hours sleep. Yeah. Six hours sleep, roughly. Um, should I be sleeping longer? Sure. But yeah. in the modern world, it just sleeps always at a detriment, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. And you're stretching and stuff and mobility? Yeah, so I stretch at the end of my workout at 7, 7.30 before yeah. I go home. I'll do like a quick sort of five, 10 minute stretch. Mm. Um, again, I realize that when you train, especially like a lot of upper body and yeah. you neglect, like you do legs once or twice a week, just doing squats or deadlifts or whatever it happens to be, you're really focusing on tightening all of those muscles. Exactly right. Because you want them to bulge and look, look yeah. muscular. Yeah. And then when you start trying to stretch them all out, it's like, it's mm. like a thousand rubber bands as opposed to yeah. one smooth hydraulic muscle. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I feel like I'm I'm sort of in the process of unwinding a lot of the muscular work I've been doing, mm. and it's um it, it's it's really really the body the body changes so rapidly. Oh, it does. But it doesn't want to. No, it doesn't. It's the human body doesn't want to. It gets it gets in this rut of comfort, like we were yeah. talking about. Yeah. And it's a protection mechanism too. Like your brain's like a protection mechanism. Mm. But what what weight do you have to fight at? Like that's the question. I'm gonna be ninety point one kilos. So you're gonna lose ten kilos. Yes. Okay. Yes. That'd be achieved through cardiovascular and eating, I'm guessing. Yeah. So I don't think I have to drop much in terms of body fat. 
Yeah. Um, because I'm not I'm not overweight. Like yeah. I'm, I'm quite lean naturally. Yeah. Um, I think it's more got to do with just stripping back a lot of that excess muscle. Yeah. Turning it into so people talk about fast twitch and slow twitch. Yeah. Muscle. You need both of them. Yeah. So I think I'm trying to convert more into that, which I don't have at the moment. So I've been seeing a strength and conditioning coach twice a week. Okay. And all of the workouts are body weight workouts with like super high pressure or mm. um so for example like getting a medicine ball and slamming it into the ground as quick as can and then picking it back up again and slam and then yeah. pushing off a wall with a medicine ball and then slamming the medicine mm. ball against the wall mm. sort of stimulate like simulating a, a boxing punch mm. with weight right yeah and I, I realized very quickly that um i move very slowly mm. when i'm doing these tasks and it takes a lot of energy to do these simple tasks because my body's not used to that movement. Yeah. And then there's like a 14 year old kid will come in who's elastic and weighs yeah. 45 kilos. Yeah. And he's like, like a actually, Harry Garside. Yeah, like cool. actually doing the movement yeah. super like lightning quick. And I'm like, I'm just too heavy. Like mm. I need to start dropping weight off my body and then converting that slow gym muscle into fast twitch and yeah. aerobic muscle. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. But Tyson, I suppose, fought at 100 kilos. Depends on what you want to achieve, like, in the fight and in the battle. Like, if you want to really knock the guy out, obviously, and then or you want to go into the deep water, drag him around for three rounds, like... Well, the thing about Tyson is once you get into the heavyweights, it's 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 kind of an open slather. Yeah. You kind of come in, you know, almost any way you want. Whereas the weight that I'm fighting, it's like 80 five to 90 kilos or eight okay. something to 90 kilos. So and you're you have to six be foot a, one? To six, yeah, just under six foot. So yeah. just under six foot, 100 kilos. So for me to come down to 90, mm. it's not as big of a deal as a guy who's my height and skinnier yeah. to come up. So yeah. like it's a lot harder for them to put on weight to make mm. the weight. So the guy I'm fighting, he's naturally around the 80, oh, kilo, 80? Okay, wow. kilo mark. Yeah. So he doesn't actually have to really do anything. He yeah. can fight at his comfortable weight. I'm the one that has to come down in weight. Okay. But the advantage of coming down in weight is I can do it by losing a lot of body fat and then naturally a bit of that excess muscle will drop off. So I'm not too worried. Mm. I know that um, I've got down to 87 before and I was really lean. Yeah, like okay. I was probably- Shreddy Kruger. Shreddy Kruger, yeah. yeah. I was probably 6% body fat. Like oh, wow. Abs have abs at Oof. that weight, so. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a drama to cut back. No, we'll do it easy. Yeah, yeah. Chicken and broccoli for the next four months. Salacious, that one. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your diet like? Are you? Because I know you've competed before. Yeah, I was competed um, since two thousand and eleven. And uh, now that you're not competing, are you a bit more gracious with your food? Um, depends what I'm doing. So like. At the start of the year, I was doing a Murph workout every day for 90 days straight. Um, so even if I was getting in the fuel, by the time the 90 days was over, I was at 6%, like a competition weight, like veins on abs and so forth. Now I've come off that, that 90 day challenge and a few hectic challenges, kind of just rebuilding for the next block. So um, you're at 4am every day for three months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did a miss one. For, for people that don't know, what is a Murph challenge? Good question. So it's named after Michael Murphy, who was a Navy SEAL. Um, unfortunately, he was killed in action in Afghanistan whilst protecting his team. 
is the ultimate story of where they're under heavy gunfire. He gets shot, takes a round, checks if his team's okay, charges forward. They tell him that they can't get uh, coverage fire over to save him. Says, no worries, sir, and just keeps staunching forward while his team retreats out the back. So the workout... He sacrificed himself. Yeah, ultimately, he had a family and everything. Like, ultimate, like, boss, like, if that's my definition of a hero. Uh, the heroes come in many forms, but that's one of them, right? Correct. So Murphy is named after him. It's where you do a mile run. Um, you can do it. I do it in a 10 kilo weight vest, and that's how you're meant to do it. But you can do it without the weight vest. So one mile run, 100 pull-ups. With the pull-ups, you can do them in fives, tens, twenties, whatever you need to do to get your 100. Then 200 push-ups. Then 300 body weight squats. And then you run another mile. So it's uh, And that's the completion of the circuit. So that's the completion of the workout. Your total, you'll do two miles, 100 yep. pull-ups. Yeah. 300 squats. Yeah. And 200 push-ups. Yeah. I did that every day for 90 days. And were you doing any weight training on top of that? Yeah, four sessions a week. It was just a bro split. So I'd do like uh, chest back Monday, uh, legs on Wednesday, um, arm shoulders Friday, and arm shoulders again on Saturday. Yeah, arm shoulders are important. Girls yeah, girls. yeah um, definitely. What was the nerve challenge like after your legs the day before? Horrible. <laughs> so like... Trying to run in a weight vest after training legs and like cooking yourself. Because I train my legs with one of my clients. So I can't be a bitch in the gym with him. I need to set the intensity and energy. I need to throw like the plates on and really have a crack. Otherwise, people don't want to train with him. Like, you know, you just all talk. You can't actually walk it. But I'm the guy who leads by example. If I'm going to say I'm going to send it, I'll send the, I'll send the weight. Send it express. Yeah. But putting on the, the weight vest after you ruin your legs and trying to run is just cooked. Like, talk about niggles and things and your legs being like all broken up. You shouldn't really be running on them. That's how it feels. Mm. And then you've got compound injuries. You're doing that for 90 days straight. Yeah, I think that one of the biggest things must have been trying not to get an injury during yeah. that time. Yeah. Did you have anything that popped up over the 90 days? Just like little niggles, like it'd be like, bit of like, I've had four construction, so a little bit of like pain in the knee, might get like a bit of a cooked shoulder, um, might get the hands hurting. Sorry. Sorry. And, and then does it become about managing Managing load and managing when to go hard and fast on your workouts. Also, the other interesting thing I was doing, yeah, I was doing most of those workouts before work because that's what I'm getting in. But we had a really hot part of the, the, the summer, right? So January, February were really hot. There was some cook days over 40. I would wait for the temperature gauge to go to 38, 39, 40. Um, and I'd want to be the only guy out there training in that crazy fucking heat in a weight vest while everyone else was like in the air conditioning or on the beach looking at me going, what the fuck is this guy? In the middle of the day in summer. In the middle of the day, 38 degree heat, like people stop me like, what are you doing? Like, you can, this is dangerous. But the mindset I want to create is like, I'm, go possible. I'm going to seek uncomfortable. I'm going to, I'm going to go towards... 
everything that people don't even think of doing, like, fuck that, that's, like, going to cook you. Then when you're, like, on the, the push-ups, you know, your hands are hurting. When you, you know, you're on your knees, they're burning. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a crazy challenge. And then some other days, I was, I was running in the middle of the rain. Like, it, it was beautiful, so. There's, um, there's something really beautiful about pushing through pain. Oh, yeah. 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 And, um. Pain equals progress. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always turned to fitness when something's not going well in my life. Oh, yeah. It seems to be, for me, like a, a, a real, I don't know why, but then. I also um, will seek out uncomfortable. Yeah. I will also seek out pain mm. as a form of, I, I think it might just be a distraction. Well, yeah, and it's meditation too. It's ultimate feedback loop. Mm. Um, it's the only way you progress too, like pain is pleasure and progress all in one. Mm. Uh, I found um, I found when, when my ex and I broke up, mm. I found myself, I, for, for whatever reason, grief just seems to, it affects me where I get like quite bad insomnia, like I can't sleep. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's because you've got like, obviously head noise. You yeah, fucking, yeah. You re, you're replaying the feedback loop. Correct. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But for, for whatever reason, just the way that it affects me is I get really bad insomnia and then as a, like I'm already up, in the middle of the night for no reason. Mm. So then I'll either, I'll just put on some running shoes and take the dog for a run. Oh shit. And then, you know, I'll do like two or three kilometers and then see if I'm still not tired. And wow. then do another one. And then wow. just try and tire the body out so the mind will follow. Cause I feel like my body's not waking up, my mind mm. is. Yeah, wow. So it's just about trying to mentally fatigue. Or another thing I found is reading. If yep. I read, yep. like say I wake up at midnight for no reason, I'm like wide awake. Mm. I'll start reading like any book that I can find. Um, I was reading one at the moment called um, the. Oh, I think about it. The the cover, the the history of everything, and it's like goes yeah. from the Big Bang to modern time. Oh right? wow! And um, yeah, if I read that, I find I get very sleepy very quick because it's <laughs> like a lot of information quite dry yeah. as well. It's, you know, going through dinosaurs and all that sort of stuff. How so, thick's the book? Like a, uh, it's not actually that thick. Okay. It's quite condensed. It's like, I think it's like the, the very big highlight reel of okay. history. But um, I find if I start reading that, I get quite tired quite quickly. Mm. Or any book, really. Um, Sebastian Junger's uh, book on war. Uh, okay. Over in the Middle East, he followed a, a platoon of guys. It was really interesting as well. I, I read that on my phone. and then, So I put it on airplane mode so I'm not getting notifications. And I'll mm. read that. And even just three or four pages of that, even though it's a great book. It just, mm. for some reason, it just, it's melodic and then I'm yeah. asleep. Um, so yeah, I found in life, I found quite a big turn to fitness whenever something's not going right. Yeah. Especially in, really in relationships. I okay. Found as well. Um, have you ever used that as an outlet? Oh, definitely. Like, I haven't always been this ripped, happy guy that you see right now and the husband, I haven't always been in shape. You know, I used to be a chubby, overweight, fat, depressed party boy. I don't believe it. Yeah, no, I could show you photos. I actually was. So I was, I went through that classic like hero's journey. Like I was lean and ripped when I was younger. Got to university. Um, 
all I was doing was just drinking, eating kebabs, heaps of bad habits. Found myself That's a bad habit. Yeah, yeah. So it's a positive well, habit. Ruined this for me. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I quickly stacked on the weight and um, found myself overweight and depressed and in a series of bad habits and a bit of a rut. Um, but then found the gym. What was the catalyst for finding the gym? Well, they say every good story starts with a girl, and so does mine. So. Um, one night at a university bar, after about five rum and cokes and three tequila shots, I noticed... So you were feeling it. I could feel it, yeah. yeah. The girl I liked, well, I thought she liked me too for my personality, um, was at the bar. Now, uh, a few people have cotton on to what I was going to do. Um, music is loud. People behind the bar understand and see what's going on. They turn, turn down the music. I walk over. No. I walk over and I'm like, go 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 go. Would you could you like to go 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 out with me? And I don't start real mumble. And she stood up. She's like, I've never dated fat useless shit like you. And just boom, like fucking Hardy's just got stomped on. Felt about this big. People didn't know whether to laugh, cry, fucking what the fuck just happened to this guy. I was like... That's fucking brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Walk outside the bar, walk back to my college, walk past the news agency, see a a men's health magazine cover with a guy smiling on the beach with six-pack abs. It's like, I bet you that motherfucker never had that happen to him. Next day, get the magazine, get his workout routine. I'm in the gym. Don't even know what I'm fucking doing. Can't even bench press the bar, but I'm just fucking burning. Like this fuel, this thing that was just set off in my brain just to prove someone wrong and prove myself right. Showed up to the gym every single day for a year. Got in pretty good shape. Then I just started asking guys who are big like yourself, bigger than me, like, fuck, man, what do you do with this? Can I join you for a training session? Reading all the bodybuilding forums, buying all the fitness magazines, keep training, keep training, get the six-pack abs. Still young at the time, so then I start training for festivals. You know, ripped up. Doing the zip circuit, yeah. they call it. Well, that's where, that's where my nickname actually come from, is Ab Stacker. Yeah, really? Ab Stack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, training for Stereo Sonic, Future Music Festival, all those things, like loving life. Training hard. Uh, Train? Nah. Gear, I, gear plan. Nah. <laughs> actually didn't do the gear. Oh, I was doing anabar rep. Nah, nah, I didn't. I actually stayed, I, I didn't, I didn't touch uh, in any gear. No? Uh, no, not, not, nothing. I was natty. a natty the whole way through. I wasn't like a huge, like big guy. I was just in great shape. So actual natty, not like a train natty. Yes, exactly. Right. There's a lot of train natty out there these yeah, days. Yeah, no, no, definitely full natty. People that are not what I'm referring to as Trenbolone and yeah, all the all the steroids all the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, you did all of this to prove that you weren't a fat shit to a girl. But in the process, I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the training. I fell in love with the health. I fell in love with how it made me look, how it made me feel. Basically, if you look good, feel good, you do good. Um, and the, and the, the, the crazy thing in this story is 
I bumped into that girl four years later at Future Music Festival. I had a big set of sunglasses on. So she didn't know who you were? Didn't know who it was. She was kind of like bumped into me, looked at me, he's like, fuck, you're hot, can I get a photo? I was like, oh, this cannot be true. <laughs> and I pulled down the sunglasses, like re- recognized me. She's like, shit, like seeing a ghost. I give her a hug, like a big hug, and I just said, look, thanks for fucking changing my life. Like, wow, the thank- strength to do that. Oh, yeah, and just thank you. And got a photo with her, and everyone clapped her away. Like, all my mates were like, fuck, that was like next level. But I was never. Were you, when you saw her again, were you nervous? Nah, you, you I was. Went back to that guy at the bar? Nah, I was confident. Yeah, I was confident. Wow. Yeah, no, no. That's amazing. Yeah, I definitely was confident. See, having a six pack gives mm. you some sort of a bulletproof personality in some ways. It does in some ways. Mm. However, it like. Makes you insecure in others. Yes. Because you're always comparing yourself. To yeah. The next guy. Yeah. One you get once you get to that level. Yeah. Because when you're starting out, you're really comparing yourself to everyone. You're like, or, or even mostly yourself. You're like, yeah. oh, I, I know I can do better. Yeah. Right. Yes. You're comparing yourself to yourself and everyone else. Mm. Like, I know I can do better than the, than the, than what I've set for myself so far. Yeah. Once you get to the level where you wanted to get to, and you yeah. look the way you wanted to look, mm. you start to get almost a body dysmorphia. You're yeah. Like, I want to go to the next level. I want bigger muscles. I want mm. more shredded abs. It really, once you once you start to achieve what you thought you wanted to achieve, yeah, I always find that it's then it's the next thing. It's not good enough anymore. The best thing on weight, like around that, because when I was competing on stage, competing against like sixty guys, like 2011, 2012, then I was Australian champion. 2013, 14, and 18. Wow. Um, like undefeated, the last ones. For four years. Australian yeah. Australian for four years. Yeah, four times. In uh, natural bodybuilding? In fitness modeling. So. Fitness modeling. Yeah, yeah. so. That's, even like the, that's probably the hardest to get into. Yeah. A lot so, of competition in that. 2013 AMB, Asia Pacific, um, 13 champion, then the Mr. Australia model champ. Were you natural for these competitions? I was natural for... Um, 2013, 2013, 2014, I was still natural. I was Mr. Physique Australia. Then went to the WBFF in 2018 and went to the dark side. Used a cycle of steroids for my first ever time. What did you take? Um, whatever my coach told me. I didn't have any fucking idea what it was, how to do it. I was natural. Or- you're jabbing yourself in the butt twice a week. Well, I didn't. I had to get my mate to do it because. Oh, did you? Yeah. Now the, the well, the, the the coach said like, "Here's your cycle." And I was like, "Fuck! What does this what, even mean? Yeah, like, what, what are this? these numbers? Yeah, what?" He's basically giving you a shopping list to a pharmacy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, and then it's like, um, with like, the pin and the minograms, like pin. What's he going? Like, no idea. I was so yeah. oblivious to what was going on. Um, and then I had to get my mate to, to stick the nail in my butt, like fucking hell. And then it was away, you know, I do the full, um, how, pop- how did you find, cause obviously there's a lag between when you start taking the juice and when it starts to be, yeah. it's usually four to six weeks. Yeah. Once that kicked in, I don't know what your cycle was, but once that kicked in, how did you feel? I felt like Superman. The, the cycle was test, um, EQ and Mastron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bulking cycle. Yeah, so I put on a whole heap of ma- muscle mass. Crazy strong. Didn't overdo it. Like, I didn't go stupid or abusing it. 
used it whatever my coach said with the checking photos and then I would you know adjust the cycle to whatever you're and, telling and it doesn't it doesn't make you Mr. Olympia like this stuff no. it just makes the training easier you still have to eat right train hard you just train harder and then basically it's did that recovery if anything right yeah 100% I did I did that show um, and I was like fucking off my head shredded yep what won my pro card became a professional in that um, and, then, and then and then jumped off it like I was already a pro didn't do it again then uh, qualified for the worlds in the Bahamas went back to my coach and we did another um, cycle did you did you try any other yeah because my coach got me on a bulking one so I bulked up like a hundred and was it we still on mast and the test no they put me on tran and test tran test yeah that's the good stuff yeah Bolted me up to basically 110 to 113 kilos. And then I had to shred down uh, to 88 for the, the world. 40 kilos. Yeah. Kilos. Yeah, it was crazy. Far All the way up, put on a shitload of size. Probably didn't come in as crisp or as ripped. And my um, stage present wasn't as good because I was I missed my peak. Like, If you dropped 35 kilos... Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a big... That's a lot of weight that, to lose. That, that was over a year. Sorry, it wasn't just a... Yeah, it was like I mean, a... Still, sick. Like still, if, you, if, you, if you've taken the gear to go up to 110, 115 kilos... Yeah. Why such a big drop? Wouldn't you want to be around the 100 kilo mark? Yeah, well, that's why. what... Yeah, no, no, no. Because then, then I'm not... I'm still a fitness model. I don't want to be a muscle model. So basically, I fucked no. up. I fucked up. I got too big. Too big. Right. But because I was eating 6,000 calories a day, I was eating burgers, pizzas. You were gaining. Gaining. But I couldn't stop the bulk. Like, I just fucking just would eat everything. What and are you it, sitting at now? Uh, 85 kilos. And I haven't touched... Uh, you're large for 85 kilos. Yeah. Like the guy, you like hold a lot of that muscle. Yeah, hold a lot of muscle mass. And, I, and after that show was finished... Didn't touch it again. Well, I imagine that would have been quite an ordeal. Yes. Yeah. 35 kilos. Yeah, it was, it was fucking, it was and a last, lot of stress, five, stress on the body. Kilos, the last five or six kilos could arguably have been carbs at water weight. Yeah. And still, let's put it at 30 kilos, say, or 25 kilos. That's, man, that's a lot of weight to lose on your body, on your physique. Yeah, like, say it's 20, 20 odd, because, yeah. Because then you'd be losing, I doubt you would have been overweight. So let's even split that again. You've lost 10 kilos of muscle and 10 kilos of fat. Mm. That's a lot on the human frame mm. of weight to lose for a show. Yeah. It's almost like you put yourself at a disadvantage for that. So when you, when you came in at 80 kilos, 88 kilos, yeah. did you win that one or not? No, I didn't win. Because did I, 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 to my own feedback and detriment, I went up too far with the bulk. Yeah. Stupidly gained too much. Too much. much to I played the mass game. I wanted to be the biggest guy on st- stage. But the year before when I won, I was the most shredded. Like, I've got to get the mind right with what I need to do. It and comes, then it comes back to what I was saying before is you get that sort of body dysmorphia where yeah. you, you want to be the largest and yeah. most shredded. Yeah. And quite often don't go hand in hand. And then, and then, but the next, on the show day, I, I didn't look like I looked good. Like, I was got the first call outs. To maybe the top three or four in the world in the morning. Evening show, bushed my posing, washed out a bit, didn't look as good. And I'm best best against taking on water. Taken on water and done a few things that maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, had a bit of pre-workout, flattened out, softened out a bit, didn't carb up enough. 
And I was against guys that were like my screensaver and I idolise. Now I'm like... Competing with them. You know, I'm stage getting called out against them. Wow. How did that feel? It was crazy. It was a bit surreal. So I feel like... Man, you like... You remember though, like, not winning. Yeah. But being in that room yeah. is the achievement. Being yeah. in that room is the achievement. Yeah, yeah. That was the achievement. And then after the show, looking back, and then the next day for my photo shoot, I'm... I went out, I ate fucking pizza, buffet, had fucking fireball, vodka, whatever to drink after the show to celebrate. And the next day I was just sh- fucking shredded. Like if I jumped on stage. Yeah. So maybe like my own feedback would have been not bulk as far, miss the peak, do a couple of things different letting in and not have so much weight to lose before a show. I've always said that competitive bodybuilders look best the next day. Um, yeah. Had a bunch of carbs, eating all the sugar. I looked fucking... Yeah, that's when the muscle belly starts to swell back yeah, out. Yeah, The veins are all popping. Yeah. I think I think the pros, like the Mr. Olympias and stuff, I think they're a bit more onto that these mm. days. Yeah. And they come in very full. Yeah. You know, and, and not a lot of water on them, but they're coming in very full. Mm. So I think they've cottoned on to the fact that you tend to look best the next day after you've done all that, sort of dropped all that water, only had carbs, like you've really dried out, mm. and then you, you still keep the carbs up and then start water loading again. It yeah. just fills you all back out. Yeah. But you still don't look bloated or like the water doesn't quite cover everything. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm articulating it properly, but it's no, you, you are. still look dry, but you're fuller. Yeah. That, the muscle needs to go, the, the water needs to go into the muscle, right? I, I hit that, 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 form 2018 correctly like peak done because i did the photo shoots the day before leading in that's and that yeah. could, and plus i flew, you always want to be super dry for the photo yeah. shoots and i flew from australia to the bahamas and we were on a uh 42 overlay like we flew to wow. canada flights got back knocked back so it's just it's a shit bodies a lot hey there's a shit show to get yeah. there yeah, a lot yeah. of stress a lot of water weight to to knock off but these are all great lessons and like yep. that was a great fucking um, stage of my life and it was good to really like, but the process is what you're looking for there, right? Like who you become in that journey, the discipline, the meticulous um, version. See, everything everything you've said today just keeps hitting home for me. The fact that you really thrive in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Like, Dieting down, going without, still going to the gym, even though you're depleted. Like all of those things, people don't actually see what goes into a bodybuilding competition. No. I I have never competed. Yeah. Right. But I have definitely done the things that people do to compete in order to look good without my shirt on. Yeah. So I was a stripper for like five or six years. Yeah. And so that's almost like being peak week for five or six years. Yeah, I always did the topless waitering. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know <laughs> yeah. you did, yeah. Um, I was better at it. So <laughs> the, the thing is, um, you're constantly dying. You're yeah, constantly every exercising. weekend's a show. You're going without, like, yeah, every weekend's a show, yeah. right? So, yeah, like, I, I, I've still, I wouldn't say I've competed, but mm. I've definitely done the things to, and I know the tricks to dry out. I know, like, if I don't have any water and I eat a bunch of carbs today, I'll be looking sick tomorrow. Like, yeah. That's just the way the human body works, right? Exactly. So I've done, I, I, I know the things, the tricks and the things to do in order mm. to, to look a certain way. And so, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm with you. 
one thing I'm, I'm getting through, the message I'm getting through in, in everything that you've said is that you really do thrive in situations that other people really like. They run from that. They, yeah, yeah. they don't want to go without calories. Yeah. Like, people don't want to get up and go to the gym. They don't, the last thing people want to do is get up at 4am and run two miles and do 300 squats and yeah. push-ups. And so, yeah, I just feel like that you've built this real callus on your mind about... Mm this is just what I do. This is who I am. Like, yeah. I don't question it. I don't bitch about it. I'm up and I'm just going to go and do it. Mm. And so I guess, um, my question for you and, and really for the audience is how, how can someone starting out mm. get into that groove? Like what, what, you know, cause not everyone's going to get rejected at the bar. No. And not everyone's going to take it as a positive either. They could just go back and have another fucking twenty drinks and stay in the same rut, and then yeah, I, and just they, fuck her and then yeah, yeah keep drinking. Yeah, yeah, most people do that. Yeah, most people do that. Or you could, or you could go back and like try and get revenge and forget who you are in the process and so so forth. But but you took it as a positive, and when you saw her again, it wasn't about being better than her. You actually oh. thanked her. No, it's great. It's too. strength to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's like just being grateful for everything that happens to you. Like everything can be, you know, that's a problem is really an opportunity. Like everything that happens to me, I, I look, how can I spin this into a positive or use it as like a way to my advantage um, as fuel motivation or a lesson even? Yeah, I think that's the mindset difference between you and a lot of people is the fact that you're using it as positive fuel. Mm. Whereas a lot of people, myself included, really look at the obstacle and just go, fuck, I mean, I've got to, you know, I've got to overcome this. Mm. And just based on this conversation tomorrow when I wake up at 5 a.m., I'm going to be grateful for the fact that I can go for a run. Yeah. That I can exercise. Yeah. Like, I'm actually going to look at that 5K run as it's great. an opportunity. Like, to enjoy the morning. Yeah. Get and out it, there in the blistering cold and, <laughs> like, it's a good, enjoy it's it. It's right? a good thing. But, like, to answer you the question about how could someone start with where they're at it's just like start tomorrow tonight write everything down that you want to do right stick to a schedule and a routine and hold yourself accountable like write down it doesn't, you don't have to do anything crazy just say I'm going to move or exercise for 45 minutes I'm going to get up half an hour earlier I'm going to speak to my partner with love integrity no matter how I feel uh, I'm going to show up for my kids as my best version of myself and I'm going to like opt for the salad and the vegetables rather than the fries. You know, rather than having the, the can of Coke, I'm going to grab the water. Just start with those really small incremental habits and wins that really aren't that hard once you start bolting in that momentum. Then by changing the smaller habits, you can start focusing on the bigger habits. Like focusing on just winning tomorrow, then the next day. Add something. Okay, I'm going to do... What my gratitude list, you add that. By day three, I'm gonna move now for 55 minutes, building out like just these habits, this structure, this routine, and really placing a vote for that person you wanna be. Because every day we place down a vote, who do we wanna become? Like, do we wanna be this guy or you wanna be this guy? Like, we've all got an opportunity. Um, with that, stick to the schedule, stick to the routine, write things down, cross them off, have them in a calendar is non-negotiable when you're going to train, when you're going to eat, 
what time you're gonna go to bed and you know what time you're gonna get up in the morning and just seek out those hard things every day and anyone can do that it doesn't matter if you're broke it doesn't matter where you're at tomorrow's a new day tomorrow's an opportunity and we all have the, the, the courage to transform and bounce back. We all get the same 24 hours of the day. We do. So would you have any advice for maximizing your time in order to fit the fitness in? Yeah. We've well, got to make it as a non-negotiable, right? So no one fucks with my hour of working out. Like no, no calendar gets booked in it. No one can jump on top of that. That's a non-negotiable. That's my time. That's for me. That's my time where I can put the, the headphones on or I'm not listening to music and I can just be myself, my thoughts and, and, the, and the iron. My biggest struggle in the gym is um, not so much these days because I've got trainers and things, but when I was training on my own, my biggest struggle was putting the headphones in, I'd have the phone and then I'd be like, so I'd go into the phone and just swap music Ooh. and then I'd find myself scrolling. It was yeah. And then a minute's rest or two minutes rest turns into six minutes rest because I'm on Facebook now and I'm replying to someone and like distractions. Yeah. Social media is like the biggest distraction or my girlfriend will text me or, you know, my friends or my family will text me and then I'm replying to a text message. Well, maybe you can't train with the, the music and you've got to put the phone in the locker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like some guys have to do that. Some girls have to do that. Um, when I was de- switching off from the world, when I was competing, it was fuck. You never had your phone in your hand during a set or like anything. Like your phone was either in your locker or someone else was using the phone to film what you were doing, but you were never getting your bro to film heavy squats. Yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> um, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Actually, having like these hard rules in place to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Say, this hour will not be fuckery. Yeah. It's my hour. Self-control hour. is a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of people, myself included, really struggle with because the phone is such a distraction. What's a motherfucker? Like, it yeah. is the ultimate, like, and like the algorithms these days for social media and content, like, it gets you, it gets anyone, like, checking it, like, secrets of dopamine. That's a really powerful, habitual thing for people to, like, grab, flick, touch, you know, like, you know when people like haven't been with their phone for an hour so they feel naked and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's so weird because for thousands of years human beings have survived with rocks and yeah. you know, spears to catch food. And, and I always do berries and yeah. now all of a sudden we can't go without this electronic device. Yeah, and I always like every three months I'll do like a, a dopamine like fast where I'm in the woods. I'm going somewhere where there's no phone reception. I'm actually doing it this weekend with my girlfriend. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, we're, we're at the other side of the Blue Mountains. No phone service, nothing. Just us, meditation, bush, bush walks, nature. Just recentering yourself. Yeah. And like wearing bare, like walking around in bare feet. Like, What's the point of doing all that if you can't put it on Instagram? Though? That's exactly right. So what you do there is you take a photo of it. <laughs> and when you get back, you upload it. <laughs> so you do have your phone in your hand. No, it, it doesn't work. You have good, no, you haven't got that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, how, how funny is that though? That you're still going to Instagram. What you did? Your yeah. dopamine-free retreat. Yes. That's like I was being funny, but no, no, it's, was, it's actually legit how it works now. I was joking too. <laughs> <laughs> but that is that is what people actually do now. Oh yeah, they yeah, yeah. Their, yeah, yeah, and they'll yeah look. <sighs> 
Yeah. What we did here. So tell me about, um, I really, really want to ask you, for people that don't know, you did eight marathons over eight days in eight different states. Yeah, we ran, uh, I ran 50 kilometers or yeah. an ultra marathon or a marathon, whatever you want to call it. Um, 50 kilometers per day. Every, every single day for eight days in eight different states. And it was to raise money. For flood relief victims during the New South Wales and Queensland floods wow. with one of my mates, Brett Farrago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went around the whole of Australia in yeah, eight days. In the, the main co- cities. In the main cities, we ran 50 kilometers. And then- Did you pick a loop in each city? Like, was, what was the planning stages of this, well, this like? Brett's like the um, the rain man with all this stuff. He has all the running loops and stuff like that. He orchestrated like the map where we go from like Ayers Rock um, to Melbourne and then we went to Byron Bay. Did you drive around Ayers Rock? That's probably yeah. the case, isn't it? We ran um, from the accommodation, which is yeah. 20 kilometers to Ayers Rock on the road at 4 a.m. in the morning. Then we ran around the, the rock. Around the rock's 10 kilometers. Oh, it's 10 k's. Yeah. Yeah, so we did that three times, but we had to run in a certain pace. Otherwise, we'd miss the only bus back and then we'd miss our flight. So the pace had to be like five meter kilometers or 530 kilometers around there, nonstop for 50 kilometers. Um, otherwise, we so, so the, there was only one bus going back and <laughs> otherwise we'd miss. That sounds like Uluru. So... It was really like that was was that the worst of the eight days? No, every day was like this. Like it was yeah, just right. the fucking gun to the head the whole time. Like really, yeah, yeah. We we then uh, you know you fly into. Well, I imagine Melbourne. in major cities that have more public transport than one yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah. Like one bus does sound very Uluru. I've yeah. actually booked in to go in July. Oh, it's great. Europe, yeah, I love it. Um, we're so excited. Yeah, so, it's yeah, the best. It's uh, it's a it's a pretty um, pretty busy time of year. We've heard, but. Um, yeah, it sounded like when I was booking it with the with the travel agent, mm. she was telling me that um, yeah, there's not a lot there. So Uluru sounds like it probably was the more like touch and go. But when you're doing fifty kilometers mm. for any of these for any of these ultra marathons, when you're doing that, did you have support with you? No support. It was just me and Brett who were just uh, who was bringing water and food. No, no, we would run with uh, camel packs. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him on your back. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. I just had like a, you know, the red satchel things. Like we weren't yeah. supported. Um, so unsupported in these ultra marathons, eight of them over eight days in yeah. eight cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, and then you're trying to get in like... I'm just in shock what I'm hearing. Yeah, and then you're eating fucking like airplane food or trying to get the calories in because you burn... Yeah, so, much. so many calories on airplane food, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, five or six thousand calories to run. Yeah. Um, and then you're trying to work on recovery then, like trying to hit the guns and stuff. And then my because it was So what, what did so did you guys work out how you'd refuel along the way? Or was it touch and go the whole time? It's just type like you just have the, the water th- No, like, I mean like once you've done the marathon and you're on the bus. So like just t- touch and go, like eat, <laughs> eat what you can and like do what you can. I'm surprised you weren't eat like grabbing a tourist and gnawing on their arm and no, like, no. hungry, bro. Oh yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> um like we got some support um in the Gold Coast from from um a couple of the fucking locals there, like that yeah. were watching on like um, social media, social media, like look what these fucking guys from Bondi are doing, like yeah, um, yeah, like Jordan and Jake Roberts. So those we caught an Uber from Byron Bay to 
like near Burley to the one of their recovery centers. It's a long Uber. Yeah, we were. That's the only way you could get there to make our run. Right. So they they, they sort of see us ice bath. Jake's gets us a couple of pizzas. We all of them down there. We running the whole pool and gator coast the next morning. It's fifty kilometers. Then the news have caught on to what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so they're interviewing us like at the end oh, of it. Oh, at the end of the run, yeah. And it would have been like thirty something, forty. It was fucking hot that day. Like we were cooked. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I'll never forget the um, news reporter with the camera goes, "Mate, what's what's that?" like sauce up your leg and i was like mate it's oh shit it's not sauce take off my shoes and basically more than like pounding my feet had just got these welts and blisters that were splatting up the side of my leg you're joking yeah i can show you photos of my feet lost all my toenails had welts because i was wearing like alpha flies and i told not to wear them then so my feet why why were you told not to wear these I just like don't wear the same sort of shoes every day because it'll destroy the webbing of your feet and basically did that so I just had I just worn away all that padding in my foot and it got to like you know three lasers yeah Yeah, it was like I was walking around these airports and blood would be coming out of the sides of my feet you're joking yeah 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 yeah. and then I'd be like taping the feet back up um putting the shoes back on what day roughly was this all happening in the eight day journey? Um, I was at like being third or fourth day or fifth or sixth fourth, day. Fourth day. So halfway in. I'm, my feet are fucked. Gone. gone. Like Brett was looking at my feet by the time that we got to Perth and it was like, how the fuck is this guy still going? Like he's got, his feet are fucked. Most people would have called it. Um, but I just circled back to what the fuck I was doing this. Imagine if my, my house got destroyed by a flood, I had no insurance. And like people had donated money to me and like wrote these beautiful messages and everyone was behind us and the belief. So I just circle back to my wallet. Why was I doing this? Why was I suffering? You know, he who has a wife can suffer anything. And then I just really just put the myself- victims at this stage were probably raising money for you. Yeah, <laughs> for my feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was cooked. Yeah, so you're in airports, there's blood. So, so what were you, so you tape your feet up? Just tape my feet up and like. But I'm sure that's all right while you're walking. Like when the body's moving, it's okay. Then you'd sit down and then you get oh. on a flight and then the next day. You well, you're in, a, up again, right? you're in a flight, like, like in economy, you're in yeah, economy. Fines to the seat. Yeah, you just like. You're, you're so bo- where were you sleeping? Oh, we were sleeping in uh, hotel rooms. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the whole time through. And then when you got up the next morning, I'm, I'm assuming you were getting up early for these 50Ks. 3, 2, 2am, 2 3am, 2am. Right. So you're getting up at 3 or 2 or 3am. You'd have to finish them in like a certain a time, certain otherwise you miss the to flight. To get the next flight. flight. Right? Yeah. So you're getting up at 2, 3am, yeah. you're, you're strung out by yeah. this point, you're days in. You're not getting you're any feet, sleep. Your feet are fucked. Yeah. Right? What's happening at 2am? Are you bandaging your feet up? Taping up my day? feet. Yeah, taping up my feet. Like, for the day. Yeah. Trying to eat yeah. feet through the day. Spraying like the antiseptic cream, like rubbing all the cream, putting on like all the... Fuck, it? Yeah, like everything stinging. No like medical proper aid, just wrapping my feet up. What did you get from a chemist on the Yeah, hoping I... And we'd run out with it every single time. We'd run out and then <laughs> filling up these like water bottles and then setting out and trying to get it done. And then... What was the worst part? So your feet are fucked. The worst part was probably, was it walking out of the hotel the first 10 kilometers of that day's run or? 
getting going again was like yeah, yeah like putting like right? yeah like is and you can just feel like the squish and mush in your feet being destroyed and then like hobart was cooked that was when it was like zero degrees i'm running no shit yeah, yeah i was running no shit we ran out towards the mountain um like jackhammering and stuff i have to go into macros to get like fucking five hash browns to keep going because my body was just I, lo- I lost i lost 10 kilos i was starting like bonk so you're going downhill at this point like yeah physically and your and you're 20 I'm 25 kilometers out of now hobart where i've got to get back to to make my flight 25 k's out of Hobart. I ran 25 this way. Yeah, and so I you're run. halfway. So you got to yeah. go back now. Yeah. Fly. Yeah. So what was that like? Um, it was just a transcendence. So like going deep. Out body experience. Yeah, well, like, body experience. Well, I'm in the body, but I'm out of it. Like I'm locked. I'm just fixated on like that Hobart sign, and I'm just like locking in, like in a in a transcendence, like just trying to get there, like. And positive self-talk, like, motherfucker, you can do this, you can do this. So remember all the hardship you've done before. Remember all the hardship. One foot in front of the other, just keep moving, keep moving. Like the pain will go away. The legacy will last forever. Like what you're going to do will last forever. Just push forward one foot in front of the other. Keep moving. And that was just the adage, like just don't stop. Just don't was stop. Was the last leg of the journey? No, we got to Canberra and we so actually... From Hobart to Canberra? Yep. Then we ran the So you uh, ran that twenty five Ks back to Hobart to yeah. get public transport to Canberra. Yeah. Oh no no no. We got a flight back to Canberra. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, public transport. Yeah. 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 So you ran that twenty five Ks in blistering cold, zero degrees, no shirt on. Yeah. Feet fucked. Yeah. At this stage you're just full of hash brown from Maccas and you just set out, right? Yeah. You do that, you get to the you We've, get to your destination in Hobart, then you get on a flight to Canberra. And then run a run the Canberra marathon. We run <laughs> we run around the the but by this stage, you're starting the Canberra Marathon. Everyone else is like fresh face. Yeah, we're just, like, yeah, we're yeah. the lunatics. You've just done like five days of pure agony by this point. Three, three, oh, seven days. Seven days? 350 kilometers we've done before we got to before the marathon. Before you got to, so this is the seventh day. This is eight, day eight. So days. this is the last, the last marathon. Yeah, last one. So the Canberra Marathon's the last marathon. Yeah, day eight. day eight. Yeah. So you've done 350 kilometers yeah. at this point. Yeah. On fucked feet. Yeah. No sleep. Yeah. Lost ten Any kilos. Food you can get here or there. Yeah. Taking everything on your back every day. Yeah. And you rock up to the front of that line. At yeah. The Canberra. We, we had to we had to run uh eight kilometers around the the track before it started because we're running fifty and the marathon's only forty two so oh, we're running around before it starts. Eight k. You're going. Let's go. Let's go. Oh. Who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Running through the line and like, <laughs> yeah. I've got no shirt on. Or so you've already done, this is just insane. So you've done eight Ks already before the marathon's even started. Yeah. Your feet are fucked. I'm sure by this point, like everything's in agony, right? Cooking. 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 So yeah, what were the other people, what do you think they were thinking when they saw you two? I don't know. The it's like you were in. They were, they, people were like either inspired in awe or like, how the fuck is what's what, what is this? What yeah, are what? Are, yeah, exactly. Like, who's like this specimen? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Where do they come yeah. from? What? Where, how? How can they do that? But don't know. Like, if you put yourself in the the position where it's do or die, you've got to succeed, and you do it with a mate, mm-hmm. um, and then you do something for others. I think you can almost do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That is just insane. So you finished the Canberra Marathon. Yeah. And I'm sure that, was that the hardest race? Was the Canberra Marathon? That was my PB. That was the- Personal best. I ran the fastest time on the- On fucked feet. On day eight, yeah. I just sent it. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. It's so much pain. It can't get any worse. Like- It's the last one. I don't give a shit. Like, fucking going for this. Gonna send it. Was there any point over the eight days where you felt like you could have died or the body was gonna shut down or- Anything uh, like that? Do you ever get any like thoughts like that? No, nah, I didn't really like cross cross my mind. Like people talk about like your body shutting down or like heat, something like that. Don't know. Like got was just so uncomfortable from like lack of sleep and lost yeah. ten kilos. You're just but, so lazy focused. Yeah, on. so much adrenaline, so focused, so grateful that I could run. Like one of the runs, I did the whole gratitude speech. Like man, be lucky you got fucking feet. Be lucky you got two legs, be lucky, and then I just kept rolling it around. What got you through the last like the last few days when you were just in perpetual pain and you're walking through airport and blood's trickling out of your feet? What was the draw like I know that you were doing it for charity and that was the end goal, mm. but like you're still in that agony, you're still in that body, you're yeah. still in that pain, right? What's getting you through that as you're getting on shuttle buses and fucking airplanes? Just like the legacy, like, who the fuck would still be going? Like, you're a badass motherfucker. Like, oh, definitely. Just the belief and the, yeah. and the just, I don't know, just like the self-confidence and the trajectory that would put me on, like, for other things in life and get through this. Um, and then just give myself no option, like, it's got to be done. Do you think that that eight days changed your life? Well, yeah, it, it fought, like... During that eight days, I never really thought I'd fall in love with the process of running and the running community. But yeah, like after that, I was like, fuck, that fucking running is awesome. Um, doing hard things is great. But yeah, this, it put me on a fucking another trajectory after that. Like once I did that, I was like, I can do anything really like fucking come at me. And I had one of the best years ever because I'd gone from like competitive fitness model, jack dude, into a space where guys are... There's 70 kilos, dripping red. There's of smaller frames, lean, light. They're the guys, and I've got, I'm a, a bigger, muscly guy with a six-pack, um, well-built, doing them. like They don't usually go hand-in-hand. Hand. No, no. There's a running yeah. club that runs around Hepron Park. Yeah. And none of those guys are jacked. No. They're all, like, my height. Some of them are a bit taller. Some of them are a bit shorter. And like you said, that 60, 70... 70 not much more than that not even yeah. the 80 kilo mark they're all kind of stick thin and yeah. you just tell like running club is their whole thing yeah right and they like to be fair i watch them run and yeah, they it's, move. yeah they they're move. beautiful yeah 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 they move they're, they're super impressive quick. yeah yeah so for you you don't move you're a big heavy guy yeah so it's even it's even more inspiring to hear that you're in that space and performing. Yeah, and that's what it, that's what excites me. Because you got to think like, if they're seventy kilos and you're 80, 80 whatever, mm. you know, in the mid eighties, late eighties, whatever it is. Yeah. You're carrying an extra ten, possibly fifteen, possibly even twenty kilos more than these guys. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. Like, I doubt that if you got these skinny guys and you put a twenty kilo weight vest on them, they'd be able to move it for fifty kilometers every day for eight days. No. Like, so what you've done is just incredible. Thank you. And then to do it with your feet all jacked up. Yeah. And you're in the heat one day and the cold the next. And mm. 
mate, I just, I can't actually believe what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's the most incredible story. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So you get through that and then your feet were fucked. How long did it take for them to heal so you can even walk again? Um, I went to work after Canberra. I had one day rest. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember I was walking around my apartment and looking down, left like blood stains and trickles all through the apartment. So the next day for PT, I, I had to go to work in slides, um, with just bandaged feet, like taped up. Did um, you see a doctor or anything like that? Didn't, didn't see a doctor, no. So was it just a matter of the skin healing? It was just all the skin healing, giving it time. Probably took... Uh, were, all your, were all your nails gone? Your all my toenails are gone. Every single one? Yeah, it took... It took Four, Is that long? Yeah. It, it took four weeks before I could get back to running. Or for like, four weeks? I took four weeks off running. Okay. And then is, is that pretty common for your toenails to come off? Um, I just think because the way my feet are built, like I'm not to, into, like I got really fat, like... <laughs> hoofs. Hoofs. And they're, <laughs> and, they're, and they're also like very flat. Yeah. So the nails... shock. And they rub a lot too. Yeah. So like all, yeah. whenever I do these crazy challenges... I always paint my nails before, so when the nails come off, it's quite comical. Like they'll be blue, yellow, whatever. When I rip them off, or <laughs> you were you pulling them off as well? Uh, like I have in the past after after crazy uh, challenges. Yeah, like mm. recently. Mm. Disgusting. Um, inspiring, but gross. Thank you. <laughs> so you bandaged up, and you had a day off. You bandaged your feet up. Mm. You've gone back into the gym. To work. PT clients. Yeah. With everyone would have been asking you about this, right? Because it was on the news. Yeah. It was all over social media. Like, yeah. it's this huge achievement. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think at the time I sent you some messages mm. commenting on your stuff because it was yeah. like such a huge deal. Mm. And then what was coming back to life like after that? Well, then you've got to like deal with the um, massive adrenaline secretion. And the dump. And then the dump, and then yeah. the post um, post achievement blues. Like, okay, wow, you've had this massive accomplishment. Now you're gonna be like, Fuck, what's happening next? And you got to sort of like soft tail off and be gentle with yourself because you know you you've lost not your purpose, but your like overarching goal that you've well, you've, you've achieved the goal. Mm. And so, what is there in your mind now? Are you starting to tick onto the next goal? Exactly right. Right. So I tick on to the next goal and I line up, okay, what's what's the next challenge that I can do? What's the next hard thing I can do? Or what's the next thing I really want to do? And then I start, you know, writing that down, working towards that goal. So walk me through then the next challenge you said. Was this the run for domestic violence? Was that the next challenge? No, we set a, um, a world record wow. um, in the Murph space. So... During uh, September, I ran an um, initiative called Speak Up September, where we raised funds for fallen commandos to support their families and raise awareness for suicides in the Defence Force. Which are quite high, I believe. Yeah. Huge. You're more likely to die from suicide than yeah, you are at, at combat. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? I, I looked at this mm. statistic. Yeah, I've, heard that. I've heard that, yeah. I coach um, and I've coached and a lot of those commando boys are my mates. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to let this like happen this way. So then I was like, all right, speak up September. We're going to do a Murph every single day. We're going to honor a fallen commando, have their photo up. 
and I'm going to put a leg up and make it open. And like everyone started joining these workouts. Then every Friday we would get a commando to come and speak, share their story. Like, ah, this happened to me. I went through this. I'm honoring this person. And that's a bottom-up approach for healing, right? For trauma, from, from what they've gone through, the post-traumatic stress, um, for them to share it from like tell people, be vulnerable and then do a workout and then have the community go around them. It's just like fucking like thousand yeah. therapy sessions. Yeah. We did for this. as well, yeah. Yeah, for everyone. And every day we were hearing these stories of like bravery, camaraderie, friendship, like mates. Just before or after the nerve sessions? Before everyone, every single. Oh, it'd be hard to pull out of the nurse session. You can't. You, you, yeah. you like. You might as well call yourself a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Go home, pay. Like you. Yeah. You no. It's like fueling you with your purpose for that day. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Incredible. And then, then we do the workout. People start to get around it. We're getting heaps of funds and notoriety around it. Um, probably the highlight for me was one of the girls in the group come up to me five, six, seven days in. Hey, normally if someone mentions the word suicide, I, I, I can't be around it. Like I, I, I shut down, I freeze, I can't talk about it. Okay. Then, you know, three, four days later, Ben, I want to speak to you about something that's, you know, affected me and I, this, this thing is close to my heart. A couple of days later, she gets right up to the bravery. Hey, I want to share my story. So this girl... Um, who gets named the toughest motherfucker as a result of her actions um, in front of the whole group shares the story of her, her um, ex-fiance or partner that was you know in the defense force and spoke about him Lenny like how much of a great man he was and then told about like his suicide and he, he lost his life to, to, to suicide and it was just like fuck like Everyone in the group, I was like tearing up and her bravery to share that. And then like just everyone get around her for the healing and just like, man, it's, it still gives me like shivers and just like it gets me a bit teary. Cause, yeah, I can see it in you. Yeah. But um, for her to do that and then just for the group to see someone be that vulnerable, but for her to trust the community that I've created to share that. Yeah, she felt safe. Safe. And then it was just like, fuck, it was next level. So then we end up doing the 30 days. And during the 30 days, I'm like, we're going we're gonna to break a world record as a team. We're going to do a marathon, Murph. Okay, it's a world record. We're going to run a half marathon. We're going to do 1,200 pull-ups. Do 2,400 push-ups. We're going to do 3,600 air squats. And then we're going to run another half marathon. Everyone looked at me like I was fucking crazy. When I first said, like, what the fuck is this crazy? So what's a half marathon? Is that 24? 21.1. 21.1 kilometers. Yeah. And then and then walk me through the rest again. So you've done 21.1 kilometers. You run that. Yeah, then 1,200 pull-ups. 1,200 pull-ups. Yeah. 2,400 push-ups. Wow. 3,600 air squats. Uh-huh. Then run and another... 21.1 kilometers. Yeah. And then what's the time frame for this? Well, we set the world record because all we had to do was get four people to finish. Um, we did it in 14 hours. Wow. Yeah. So we did that in 14. We, I had 10 people start. 10 got 10 people from the group started. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend was the, the only female to finish. Like, wow. 
Gabby was she's fucking next level. Like she was probably in the best form out of anyone on the last run, like smiling the most. I was leading and she was like, you know, the chief morale officer. So it was awesome to see. Yeah, just because her thing is well, I was up like that because on the last run, fucking guys, these these are guys that have never run like a half marathon or a marathon. They were out on their feet, like 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 doing the the like cross, like, yeah, like gone, like out on the out on their feet, jackhammering, fucking broken down bodies. So it was like fuck this, we're all locking arms and we're not leaving anyone behind. So we finished the last two laps of the promenade like it was locked, locked. so no one could fall and drop off, and then wow. we run it home. And it was just like I said to you early on in the piece when. You and Gabby got together. I said, um, it's, I'm happy to see you happy. Yeah. And I said, you needed someone that was not only going to keep up with you, mm. but you Push needed it. to keep up with them. Yeah. It's the only way that you were ever going to work for someone. So exactly right. Yeah. Someone that will make me a better version of myself mm. whilst holding me accountable to my values and integrity and whoever I am. But also like fucking, if I, she gets up at 4am or 4.30 like me too, like, She's also running ultras and doing crazy shit. Like it's pushing each other along. Mm. And the fun, the funny story is she healthy, healthy competition. Yeah, no, and it's I don't I like there is like healthy competition. Um, she actually beat me in the Bondi de Manly Ultra, which is the eighty. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like a um trail specialist, so she's really good on the trail. She's a champion in Brazil. Yeah. Um. And I'll never forget, I, about 42 kilometers, it was fucking stinking hot that day. I blew up, like, went, my hamstrings went, seized up. And I was, like, massively in the hurt locker. And then she went past me. I was like, fuck, this cannot be happening. <laughs> this, your message is, he's going to beat you. And I had to just really let go of the ego, like, just got to finish now, man. You just got to finish. People look at me like, he's not going to finish. Like, he's, he's out in his feet. You can see the hammies are locked. People give me like cramp and salt tablets, but then just eventually found a way, got moving again, got running again, caught up, took over a fair few people, but like not a fair few, but caught up to a few people and finished yeah. in a reasonable time. Um, but yeah. And um, did she give you shit for it? Yeah, but she was, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I was, I was, I was beating at the start, and like yeah. when the photographer got the photo, I'm like out in front. Of her. She's, <laughs> she's behind me, and I'm smiling, and you can yeah. see in the background, she's like, "Dumb motherfucker, he's out, <laughs> running too, he's out running too fast, flexing at the camera, thinks yeah, it's all fun yeah, and games." Yeah. She's like, "I'll get you, don't worry." What I just thought, yeah, this is fucking. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was flexing, yelling, wasting all my energy, spring up hills. Every rookie mistake you make, I was making it. Because I thought I was bulletproof. Yeah. I mean, after doing all of those things, I don't blame you. So you you set a world record. Yeah. The Murph world record. Yeah. Incredible achievement. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have seen it, but I was actually filming yeah. Murphs at the time. Um, well, that's a different world record, isn't it? Like the... Yeah, yeah. Biggest gaslighter. And, <laughs> um, and then... Coming off of that, I haven't seen your latest one, which is what I was asking about before, which is yeah. the, the run for domestic violence. That's right. So um, we ran, we did a David Goggins challenge, but doubled the mileage. So, <laughs> of course you so, did. Yeah. yeah. So we just ran. To, just to bitch him, right? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I had dinner with him. I oh, had, did you? Yeah, I had dinner with him uh, when, yeah. he, when Goggins was out here. 
Team Murph Bondo actually brought me dinner to say thank you for the Speak Up Up September initiative, which was, it was a five grand dinner. Wow. So I sat next to Goggins in my leopard skin jacket and strange stories. I gave him an Akubra and, yeah. and a set of Bondi um, budgie smugglers. Man, he fucking lost That's his so shit. That's so good. Yeah. What's he like in person? He's funny, yeah. intelligent, yeah. charismatic, yeah. calm and centered. The guy must do so much. Like he, he, he speaks, he has an aura about him. When he's looking at you, he's like, you're the only one in the room. He's speaking to you with so much like intensity and he's fucking witty and he thinks and he's just charismatic. He's, he's next level. He strikes me as someone that's also quite humble. Very, very, very humble. humble like, man. He, he seems like, um, and I, I'm only speaking from what I've seen him interviewed, but he seems like he'd be much faster to tell you the mistakes he's made than he yeah. to tell you about his achievements. Yeah, exactly. That's how he strikes me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That only comes from extreme humility. Yeah. He's got that in spades. Yeah. He's got that in spades. And he was a fucking legend. But I said to Goggins, I was like, yeah, I've done your, um, your run four miles every four hours for 48 hours twice. You know, fuck, I'm going to double the miles. And he's like, fuck, man, that's a lot of miles. And I shook his hand. And then I was in the middle of the, in the, middle of the, the Murph challenge where I was doing a Murph every day. And, um, seen that fucking crazy statistic on domestic violence, um, started to go Do you fun. remember what the statistic was? Yeah, it was like um, one, one woman will, will be killed apparently from domestic, as a result of domestic violence every five days and a male every 20 days. And it was just like, fuck, that, like imagine if that was your mum or your sister and like... yeah. Full on, right? And, and more the fact that, like, putting yourself in position, if you're a victim of domestic violence, being trapped in it or being, like, fleeing somewhere and having nowhere to go, it's just like... Yeah, you're always more likely to be killed uh, by someone close to you. Yeah. I've, I've heard this. Yeah. It was crazy. So I was like, okay, we're going to run 13 kilometers, which is eight miles, every four hours for 48 hours on the Bondi Promenade. So you didn't double the time, you doubled the miles. Yeah, double, double. Kept his original time and yeah. doubled the miles. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So eight miles every four hours. Yes. For how many hours? 48 hours. Far out. So it's about 166, miles. give or take, so kilometers. Kilometers, yeah, because yeah. it's 1.6 k's yeah. per mile, right? Yeah. Far out. So what was and that like? Ah, uh, that was fucking like next level. Yeah. The the like the team Murph Bondo got around us. A couple of the girls like holding up signs. Like, is that constant five minute case? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just up and back. Twenty four hours. Ah, uh, yeah, just constant. Yeah. So twenty four hours constantly going. Yeah. So no rest for twenty four hours. No, you've got you've got like rest but you're not really resting if that makes sense because you've got the 48 hours where you're like you you run 13 kilometers take your shoes off get a photo record it on your garmin get back to your apartment take off your sweaty pants eat some food and then you might have like this and then put the shoes back on be back out there with the team and go again because different there people... some small breaks in that 24 hours. It's, I wouldn't really call it a break. You're more like fucking just talking to yourself, trying not to fall asleep and yeah. trying to wake up for your alarm and then trying to eat enough food. 
Um, and then people are joining me for different sections of the run. Like, and a three other people from Team Merck did it. Like, so my girlfriend did it again, Gabby. Um, Rebecca Myers did it again. Another guy called, um, yeah, uh, Delboy. Wow. The crazy Irishman. And, um, and what was that like? What was that 24 hours like for you and, and the other people and, and Gabby and, and the, the other people that were doing it? Well, it, it was it was a it was a journey, right? You see people go through the the ups, the downs, the smile, the frown. Yeah, you, I can imagine, yeah. you could see people like fucking really push past what they thought was the limit over here. Like um, my girlfriend Gabby ran her second thirteen kilometers in Centennial Park after work and got like heat stroke and didn't even remember like wow. coming back and then spewing in the bathroom before the next 13 kilometers pulling her hair back black vial has a water gum pushes through it really yeah lots of like tears that's like fucking run four for her oh wow del boys both his knees went so like it's t- like oh like um look like the patellas had fucking like just shifted, like shifted. Like yeah, yeah yeah and then basically yeah he's he's taping up He's fucking and like he got he got his physio he got our physio to take them up and he's running like like John Wayne like just side by side by side like that and then he was yeah with these and he had lots of mates coming like lots of support so it was next fucking level like crazy at that point does it become more about doing it for others yeah and it's all mindset by this time like yeah, you're yeah. you're out on your feet um. And then you've got to give the energy. And then you're running on Bondi Promenade too, like fucking during the hot days and it's just packed full of people. So you Congo lining, running around people, people are filming you, people are cheering. Next well, do you ever tell people to get out of your way or you just got to run around them? No, you have to be, you don't want to be that fuckwit runner. You want to be the polite person that runs past with happy Saturday or happy Sunday or let's go. Yeah, I don't want to be that runner that does that, no. This where all so many people nearly got hit by um dogs and dog leads because dogs had run out in front. And Delaney Delboy, like, he, yeah, he, he was running with all these boys, and then like during because we'd run at like 3 a.m., 11 p.m., like you had people coming out on push bikes to paces, and <laughs> it's just fucking next level. <laughs> and then, see. Bondi seems to really get around its own as well. Like if you're doing yeah. something like that, Bondi, because it's, it is a community as much as yeah. it's a tourist hub, right? And yeah. we did it in front of everyone. I was like, yeah. we're going to fucking do this in front of everyone. I put a big whiteboard up with what we we're doing. I was crossing off the runs. You do everything in front of everyone. Right? Yeah, no, I do. It's true. That's, Integrity. That's, yeah, yeah. But your uh, Murph sessions, all that's on Bondi. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's always in front of everyone. That's yeah. one of the things I respect about you is, um, yeah, like no days off. Yeah. Down there every morning, yeah. training in front of everyone. Yeah. Mm. And I love, I love the initiative that those Murph days, people can come down and join. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely for free. And if they've never done it before, they just tag along and learn what it we is. Never, we never leave anyone behind. And, like, if, if, you're, if you're coming at the back and I finish a run, I run back t- to walk or run with you so you never feel like it's okay to be at the back it's okay to come last it's just you versus you you know 
I'll be with you the whole way. And I've been a person that's been at the back and I've been a person that's finished at the front, but we'll be, never leave anyone behind. That's just how the leadership's done there. And that's what I instill into the group. It's disgusting how nice of a person you are. <laughs> um, so what's next? You've achieved these amazing things. You've set these records. What's next for you? In my next um, big goal is to finally release my website, which is a membership platform. Um, you know, 50 bucks a month, people subscribe, it takes people on a mindset university, so it teaches you life lessons. I've been building for two Fucking plenty. Of me, oh, huh? It's worth the money. It's, Sign me up. It's like budgie smugglers galore. <laughs> oh, it's yes. just full, like, yeah. authentically who I am, full vulnerable, talking about, like, myself overcoming addictions, you know, everything I've been through and, and been challenged with. Addictions I, with food or with substances? Um, I'm more, my, I had every addiction you can fucking poke, poke a stick at, mate. I've had sex, gambling, alcohol, um, bit of drugs, but more like the alcohol, gambling, sex, porn, don't like, had them all, food. Sound like an average vendor than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've overcome these addictions mm. and then you, you talk about that. You yeah. that on the website? Yeah, like, 100%. Overcoming these things. That yeah, that's one of the causes. Turn into a positive, right? Yeah. The, the good thing about someone that's addicted to something, mm. even though it's, uh, whatever they're addicted to might be hurting them, at least it shows that they can, for lack of a better way of describing this, at least they have a, a, an ability to create a pattern of behavior. Yeah. And they can oftentimes turn that pattern of yeah. behavior into a positive, right? Yeah, exactly right. Which is, is that what you're talking about? You talk about converting those things into a positive mindset? Yeah, you, you talk about that, but also like most of the time when you're addicted to something, you're lacking a bit of purpose or yeah. fulfillment because yeah. you're just filling in a void of time um, and then you're trying to numb out reality. So what I find is there's like, Certain things, like if you find your purpose, like what you want to achieve in life and your purpose gets you out of bed in the morning, you're less likely to default into those behaviors. Um, and then obviously like harness your creativity if you like boxing, running, singing, dancing, like do those things that will give you a dopamine or energy release or the serotonin through a different chemical thing, which is like, you know, a natural high. And then like surrounding yourself with positive uplifted um, people and then you know removing yourself from the, the bender crew or the negative people that you know enable you behavior. yeah it's quite often enablers as well that you yeah. cut off as well not just whatever it is that you're and your environment you like don't, and don't get me wrong like i'll slip up um here and there like we're all human i mean it's just being like aware of like the environment you're going into or what you're getting yourself into and then you know reminding yourself of the mechanisms you have to overcome them Okay. Okay. I, I, uh, I really resonate with a lot of that because I think that what about life is overcoming things that really set you back mentally. Yeah. Right? Like that's really for me, that's what life tends to be a lot of the mm. time. It's like an obstacle come up, you've got mm. a bill in the mail that you didn't expect. Like yeah. all of these things are just constant hurdles in yeah. your lives. Yeah. And it's really the measure of a person is how they is how they can take those hits, overcome them, and then keep. That's them one of the other video courses: overcoming adversity. So, like these are the different life lessons. So it sounds like you're going to get a lot for the subscription, right? Huge, like yeah. We'll start like a morning routine, how to cultivate positive. There's fifty videos just on fifty videos. Yeah, and they're and they're done in like a university course. 
Then you go through mindset and then you, you have to do every single one. It has to get a tick, so it's gay tick. Then you go through nutrition, so I'll teach you everything for nutrition. Then you unlock training. Then once you unlock training, you unlock challenges. Wow. So it's just like... And what's the website? Beabstacker.com. Beabstacker, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And the subscription is... $49 a month. $49 a month. That's you it. access to all of these yeah, things. Yeah. And it's holding you accountable every it, step of the way. Yeah, I mean, you can't go through to your part. You can't get to um, overcoming addictions if you haven't dealt with the one before that, overcoming adversity. And you can't get through to overcoming adversity if you haven't dealt with um, how to deal with negative people. So it's got like all these like life lessons that... And you have to go through all of these. Yeah, to, to pass quizzes. Yeah, watch the videos. Wow. It's like the mentor I wish I had 10 years ago. I've had yeah. to, it's like, yeah. fuck, well, but I have to go the hard way through, like all this shit I have to go through to get to here. To and no sort. one's doing this. No. Like it's it's like a course on life, but 50 bucks. That's exactly And they get access to you and all of this, yeah. Yeah. all of this material. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I've been building it for two years because you've got to film all the video, you've got to write all the content. Got to build, then edit the videos, then build the website. So it's, and then I'm trying to do that while working a full time PT gig and training for all these crazy things. Man, I might do with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's the website, the subscription based website where you're giving away all of this material. Yeah. Is there anything else? Like, obviously, you've been working on this for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. like web design and all sorts of stuff. It's, I understand it's like a long process to launching something like that. Yeah. When can we expect that to come out? Hopefully, it will be um, July, Monday, July 17th. That's when I put the heat on myself. That's on the vision board. That's on the web developer and the videographers. Try and get it up by July 1. It would be easier if you're an accountant. Okay. <laughs> and then um, after that, uh, on the Tuesday, I'm going to go for the Guinness Book of World Records for the most Murphs done in 24 hours. I'm going to try and do a Murph workout in a weight vest every hour for 24 hours. What is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> the current world record is 20. And oh I want to blow God. it out of the water. So 24 hours. Just straight and just doing back to back. Man. Oh my God. So, you, so what, what's that going to be like on your body? Horrible. Because you think about the numbers that I'm getting done there. Yeah. That's like um, well over 80 kilometers run. It's 2,400 pull-ups. So double the amount that we did with the other world record. That's, um, you know, 4,800 uh, push-ups, push 7,200 squats, air squats. Yeah. And then running, and running like last, last time I did the thing, my like hands had cut, like it's just gonna be. Are you gonna wear like any sort of protection now? I think I'll just yeah. tape them up. Tape them up. And I'll be doing that in the Bondi promenade. So if you wanna see a person really fucking hit the hurt locker and really like, I'm going to come down and shout negative things. Good. Like, I like that. can't do it. And yeah, thank you. Keep, keep going. What else can you <laughs> no, say? No, I won't. I won't. No, I'll just keep. <laughs> I'm just using it as fuel. Like, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, You've got a couple more. Come on, just keep. I'm just eating them up. No, I'll come down with a bottle of Gatorade and a croissant or something. No, no. You can. You, I, I love when people say it to me. You no. can't do this. And no, I, that's one of the things I respect about you is the fact that you wouldn't actually use that as negative fuel. No, I'd just be sitting there going, yeah. keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. <laughs> You're one of those people that would actually motivate you. Yeah, it's a bad thing to do with me. You're better off just yeah. zipping your mouth and not saying anything or, or, yeah. or blocking me on social media because 
I'll just throw it back in your nah, face. Why would anyone want to block me on social media? You're probably one of the best content creators on there. Oh, if not the best. Thank At you. least every time I log into Instagram and you pop up, and I, I don't have my main account back yet, mm. so soon. Mm. But every time I log in to my Instagram and you pop up, the messages are always overwhelmingly positive. Mm. And I'm going to be honest, they make me question why I'm not doing more. Yeah. Which is exactly what you should be doing in life. Mm. Is like, there's this guy that's out there achieving all of these great things. I can get through today. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. And I'm with you there all the way. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm there all the way with you too. Mm. So, yeah, you are a great source of support for people and also motivation. So, mate, um, best of luck with everything. Thank you very much. Thank you so much yeah. for coming in. Well, thank you very much great. for the chat. It's been fucking uplifting, incredible. It's been positive. Shared a lot of stories that I've never shared, shared before. So it's just awesome to be uh, real raw, vulnerable and get it all out there, man. And congratulations on everything you've achieved. The man that you've become and the mindset you've now adopted, man. I'm super proud of you. Well, so. I'm taking a lot away from today. Yeah, a thank lot you. away from today. And again, you've positively impacted me. So Amazing. And hopefully anyone listening. Thanks oh, thank so you much. guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well done, brother. Good work. Really. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.